0: Welcome to Watchpoint Radio, Mash Those Buttons official podcast for Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and this is Jason Bond, also known as Emery. Going on. Yes. Official first episode of Watchpoint Radio. We did four special editions to kind of get things kind of you know kicked off uh, when the beta was offline. And we went over offense, defense, tanks, and support. Uh, you know, so I mean, if you are new to the beta or new to the game in general and, you know, are wondering what those classes are like, you can go ahead and listen to those. But primarily with this podcast, we're going to be, you know, we're going to be talking about Overwatch. Uh, obviously, while the beta is going on, there's going to be lots of new information coming. So we'll be talking about the beta, talking about news, talking about things that are happening in the community and the competitive scene, you know, just the over, you know, all around Overwatch podcast. And uh this is episode one, like I said, and this is uh for February tenth. This podcast will be out. So we're gonna we're recording for February tenth. Uh maybe I should actually say the date that we're recording just in case. You know <laughs> <laughs> it's right now it's February ninth. So <laughs> uh yeah so if you're new to the podcast didn't listen to the to the special editions uh you, and you didn't listen to anything else on Mash those buttons um Hi, I'm Jarrett. <laughs> <laughs>
1: also known as Ja.
0: Also known as Ja. Very redundant, this podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so we started to mash those buttons over five years ago. At this point, six years, just about in in, in May. And uh, we started doing podcasts a year after that. Um, I was on the MASH cast, which we just ended, and now I'm doing this one. But in terms of gaming, I mean, I've been i've been playing shooters competitively since the late 90s i mean I, the first shooter i played competitively competitively was was quake 3 you know so you go from quake 3 arena to unreal tournament and i played some counter-strike competitively i played uh call of duty competitively before you know it became modern warfare uh some battlefield and a, eh, just a, little, a little, little bit of tf2 when tf2 when the competitive t- scene for TF2 was really like building up. That's when I kind of started to bow out, uh, you know. But that's that's kind of my background. And at first, I really wasn't excited for Overwatch. And then I got into the beta, and then I started playing it. And I'm like, oh my god, this game is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was not I was not excited about this game until I actually got a chance to play it. To be honest with you. Uh, what about you, Bond? Why don't you tell them a little bit about yourself?
1: All right, well, I've been uh, I've been gaming now for uh, many, many years. I started off doing uh, competitive Battlefield, Counter-Strike. I got into uh, TF2. Nothing competitive with that, though. I uh, got into competitive Call of Duty and stuff. I even did a little bit of Modern Warfare with it. Uh, but uh, mainly these days, I'm uh, playing MMOs. Uh, main character is Monk on WoW. Monks are awesome, so Zenyatta. And uh, do a lot of Battlefield 4 now, and uh, thinking about doing a little bit of Titanfall. Played Star Wars, but uh, unfortunately, Battlefront just doesn't do it for me.
0: Well, Battlefront is the most casual first-person shooter to ever exist. That's why. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh man, I spent way too much money on that game. I should definitely, definitely try to get a refund at some point. You bought the season pass. I did. I thought it was going to be a lot bigger, and a couple of my friends were like, oh, pick it up, pick it up. We're going to play it all the time. It's going to be great. And I'm like, all right, I'll have friends play it. I, I'll, I can use that to justify the cost. So I went and did that, and never have I been so wrong.
0: Come on. That bond, how long have you been doing this? Like, You don't pre-order. You don't <sighs> buy the season pass. I, especially before the game comes out.
1: I only did it because I was supposed to have a good group of people that were going to play it all the time. It's the only reason I did it, and it was through relentless badgering. Tisk tisk. Lesson ah. learned. Here, pressure. Even man.
0: like the only see I you know what? Season pass. I was gonna buy mm. Arkham Knight after I finished the game. I was like, Oh, I'm gonna buy the season pass because this game was amazing. And
1: thank God I didn't, because
0: the <laughs> DLC for that game was garbage.
1: Yeah, aren't they still pumping some of it out right now, or is it all out at this point? I'm pretty sure it's all out at this point. I think the last stuff was in December. Yeah, I so, knew it but, was going to be kind of a uh, a slow going thing where they were either going to put it out or they weren't. Mm-mm. So, well, uh,
0: they're like, this is, uh, yeah, lesson learned for you.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, <sighs> but uh, so what? Like, what's drawing you to Overwatch? Why do you like Overwatch? What's
1: drawing me to Overwatch? Uh, you know, I got into the uh, the the last beta that we had. And what drew me into it was uh, the fact that it just looked like a ton of fun. I saw the, uh, the level 4, I believe it was Hanamura. And when I saw Hanamura there, I was like, it looked really freaking cool. And I was like, okay, I want to try this out. It's like it had a monk character, and I'm all for monks. I, uh, I think I played a monk on Guild Wars for, geez, I don't know, like what, four years did we play? Or five years I maybe.
0: I, yeah a long time <laughs> yeah so it's like i played
1: a monk on that for the longest time you know i played a monk uh you know as soon as monks were released in diablo or in CPM wow i completely dropped my pally went straight to monk i was like this is fantastic i love it and then i saw zenyatta and it's like zenyatta just looks freaking cool i want to try it out and then i got into the beta i had a bunch of friends that i used to play call of duty with all the time uh, that they all actually quit playing WoW for the most part. So like, we got back with them, and once I got into there and we were doing, like, you know, six uh, six on six, that was just it. I was completely sold. We were having a blast. I was wrecking people with the uh, with Zenyatta. It was great. And I guess the moral of the story here is uh, OP Widowmaker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, for me, it was a little different because the reason I wasn't that interested in the game at first was because it really did look like like a tf2 clone you know mm-hmm. like it, and i shouldn't say clone but like it was just look like at another tf2 game and i was like dude i'll just play tf2 if that's what it <laughs> is i'll just play team fortress because i still play team fortress now really uh, i haven't then, seen that many people that even play tf2 right now and i had a blast with it but i can't really find anybody to play TF2. it you'll find so many like this is like public so you don't even have to do like the um you know, to search for a game, and as public servers open all over the place, they're usually packed with people. Tons of people play TF2. Mm. So it's not like I'd be wanting for people to play with. There's tons of people to play with. Me and Ivan, we play TF2 sometimes. But, you know, I... Uh, I, I thought the game... I really did think Overwatch was going to be kind of like a TF2 clone or maybe a little different. But when I got into the beta and I started playing, I, I could see how different the game was and what Blizzard did, and I thought it was amazing. That they made a game where people who are good at shooters and who like shooters can play with people who aren't necessarily so great at shooters. That's like, like you don't have to be great at shooters to play this game. You know, right. especially in, with the support classes and things like that. And that's what's really drawn me in. I just. Another thing that surprised me is how balanced the game was for beta. The game was so balanced, I thought, like, anytime I came across a situation where i felt it was a little unfair it just took a little thinking i could figure out how to get around it. like the first time you know when you first start playing and learning how to deal with bastion or torbjorn you know you have to learn you have to figure out how to deal with those guys uh and i guess it's unbalanced a bit more for for players who aren't used to doing that Mm -hmm. you know right but yeah, like for me, like I, I felt the game was really, really, really balanced, and it was a lot of fun, and I enjoyed playing the characters. Like, because sometimes I don't want to be on the front line, so I don't want to be Soldier Seventy Six. Sometimes I just want to assist, so I'll be like you know a Mercy, right? Or you know, maybe I, I want to help the team in another way. I buff their speed, so I'll be Lucio. You know? Right. It was. It, I was just really impressed with the game and how much thought went into the characters. You really don't have any duplicate characters, even though, I mean, you have two snipers. You you have uh, Hanzo, and you have Widowmaker, but yet they play differently, and they're, they're great for different situations. So I was very impressed with Blizzard and how they handled it, and now that, I'm on it. I am on the Overwatch hype train. <laughs> I really am. Uh, so episode 1, we, when we planned to do this episode, we really didn't know when the beta was going to be back. We was just like, fine, we're going to do episode 1, it's going to be we're going to record on X-Date, and that's going to be that. Luckily for us, the deal, we found out last week that the beta was coming back. And the beta was going to be back on the 9th. So I was like, well, let's wait for the patch notes and we'll do our show. And that's exactly what we did for everybody who didn't get in the beta. I am so sorry. <laughs> like it is uh,
1: <laughs> uh, We're swimming in an ocean of tears right now, uh myself included. Uh the struggle yeah. is real. Yeah, it's like, like a you know, show the... hole for video games.
0: <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of people who are like, you know, putting up posts on Reddit, like, you know, there's a prayer circle for beta invites. <laughs> um you know the uh, you know salt mines they call it oh. <laughs> you know where it in salt mines but i'm not even really seeing that i'm not even really seeing people being salty about it they're just like sad, sad. Just sad. <laughs> they're just like wow the and i can died. totally understand that i can <laughs> totally understand being sad but not getting to be i am so so sorry and i hope you all get in very soon <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, I was trying to console myself with this. I was like, eh, "Like, it's supposed to come out in June. They'll open up the uh, beta soon. They'll do that soon. It's okay. I'm just going to go sit over here in the corner. <laughs> Maybe. I kind of know how it feels because I was in the Battleborn
0: uh, beta for, I guess they had, they had like a stress test mm-hmm. that they were doing for like a week or so or something yep. like that. And I was in the Battleborn beta and now I'm not. And I, and I, I liked playing that game. Yeah, effort, and that game was pretty cool, but compared to Overwatch, fuck that game. <laughs> okay, like, <laughs> compared to Overwatch, straight up fuck Battleborn. Yeah, and I mean that in the nicest way possible because like, it, it's Battleborn is a fun game. I had fun while I was playing it, but not compared to Overwatch. Forget about it. It's just maybe it's just that Overwatch is more for me than Battleborn. Because
1: you can, get, you can it. get up in somebody's face and just you know, or you know, sit on the backline and just shoot them in the head with that OP class.
0: Yeah, you know, Battleborn is more, is more, is closer to a MOBA than, you know, well, actually this game is not close to MOBAs at all, but, um, besides having an ultimate ability, I guess, you know, Mm -hmm. or a super, but yeah, uh, Battleborn is definitely, it's its own beast and good luck with that. Good luck to any game releasing in 2016 that's multiplayer only. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah back to business Beta's back huge changes um well not, not even just changes but major improvements maybe i should say uh we are gonna go through the patch notes we had some other things planned but we're gonna push that to, to the next podcast and we are gonna talk about the patch notes because they're pretty hefty
1: mm-hmm. that they there's are. a lot
0: of stuff first thing i want to talk about and get out the way is the progression system uh Apparently, a lot of people were, were requesting, like, some type of progression system, and I, I guess it's nice. I I wasn't one of those people, but I'm not going to say that I'm upset that it's here. <laughs> um, I mean, like, I'm trying to think of the first game I played a progression system. I think, it, was it really
1: Battlefield? Probably Battlefield, yeah. And it was yeah, but, Battlefield was a, a very difficult progression system.
0: Yes. Yes, it was. Was it Battlefield 2?
1: Battlefield 2, yep. Yeah, Battlefield Battlefield 2, 2. if you saw somebody that was like a rank 70 or higher, you knew that person was basically the equivalent to a living god in the game because the amount of skill it took to get up to that point was nothing short of Herculanean.
0: Yeah, Battlefield 2 was definitely a pretty rough uh, progression system. Luckily for everybody, it's been what over ten years since <laughs> since then, <laughs> so we have come quite a bit. I and... just
1: hit rank 140 the other. Uh, I think it may be on Saturday or Sunday in Battlefield 4, so I am living proof you don't have to be a god at the game to achieve rank anymore.
0: Yeah, and Overwatch being such a well, I don't, don't want to say noob
1: friendly, but friendly for everybody game. For it. It's definitely well, I... new. It's definitely not noob, but more newbie.
0: Uh, it's, I'm trying to think. I wouldn't call it noob friendly. I think it makes it easier for you. The the learning curve isn't as steep, right? You know, and I think in Overwatch, you can, you can actually get to a a very high proficiency with, with characters. Oh yeah. And if you, and if you don't, that's kind of just you being lazy. (laughs)
1: yeah in this game especially since you don't need to know the spray pattern you know of an m4 you know an ak (laughs) uh god which i still i can still see that in my mind's eye right now what the fucking spray pattern is but but, you know you can go in and say just pick up mercy and you know and perform just fine yeah with the with the 21 characters
0: you can just hop in and find something for you that's why i didn't want to say it's noob friendly i think it's just there's more There's more characters to choose from. So there's so many different play styles that can be fit in this game, right? Now, the progression system that they put in place, which was uh, highly requested because they're making a big deal out of it. And for them to put this in during their two-month break, they had to... Uh, actually, they were even working on a progression system before their two-month break because when the break hit, there was a video, there was a developer diary that came out that was talking about the different progression systems that failed so they were working on a progression they were trying to figure out how to do progression in the game beforehand mm-hmm. and also let's not act like uh you know it's it's all just for the fans or just for the, the gamers because when you have progression systems you can then attach you can monetize that. You can have people buy booster packs and stuff like that to make their levels go up or to get more currency in the game. Yep. So you could do that. So microtransactions to the max with that. Yeah, you could definitely do that. So there was definitely something in it for, for I was going to say for Bungie, sorry for, for Blizzard (laughs) uh, to get that in there, but here it is. So the way the progression system works is obviously it's level based. You get experience every match and you get experience based on how you do. Now you can actually get experience in quick play matches and AI matches. So I guess custom matches are a no-go for now because there's I guess you you can if you want to game the system you can get with some people and just they'll they'll let you rock their world so that you can, you know, level up. But right now you got quick play uh, matches and AI matches. Quick play matches get more experience, get more experience than Uh, AI matches for obvious reasons. Now, the factors that go into the experience you get are your overall participation, uh, whether or not your team won, what medals and commendations you received, and, and a few other things. So the actual screen that comes up that you'll see when you're leveling up has uh things like how many eliminations you got, how many final blows you got. It's basically all the stuff at the bottom right-hand side of the screen, bottom left-hand side of the screen when you hit tab. Uh and you it has like, you know, eliminations, final blows, objective kills, objective time, like how long you were in the objective, and damage done. And for those who have played and I guess those who didn't play like, you know, You get medals. Like if you are, if you have the most objective kills on your team, you'll get a gold medal for that. Second, silver, plat, you know, third, bronze, obviously. Uh, And the higher medal you get will determine how much uh, experience you get. Like I think you get 150 XP per gold medal. So if you get first place in all five in all five slots, that's you know. You know, 150 per slot. You know, you also get, you know, let's say I think it's like 500 experience for the win. You get like 250 experience just for finishing the match. Okay, and there's other factors that also you know go into that. So, like I think maybe if you get the, uh, you know, when the cards pop up at the end of the game and you have to vote Mm -hmm. for the best player, I think you also get experience for that. Oh, Um, that's nice yeah like it's you get a, you get experience for a lot of stuff now when you when you level up you get a loot box all right in these loot boxes it'll contain four items each' it'll contain four random items and these items can be anything for any it could be a uh a player icon that you could put onto your player it could be a a voice line for one of the characters it could be a new skin it could be a new spray. So the, you get four random items, and just like every other you know blizzard game or RPG, where you get random items, they come in different colors and different quality levels. So you have like a, a rare, an epic, legendary, uh, and I'm pretty sure there's one more oh sorry, no, it's, it's common, rare, epic, and legendary. Common, I don't know, it, it's, probably, it's it's either white or gray. Uh, I think rare is probably green, epics probably blue, and legendary it might be purple. Actually, I need to see if I can find if there's like a color scheme. I'm sorry. Here we go. Found it. It is uh, blue is rare, purple is epic, orange is legendary, and I'm assuming standard that standard common...
1: schema basically for WoW games.
0: Yeah, I'm saying I'm assuming that common is white. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so far, I mean. I think I'm level ten. I think I'm level ten, and so far I've gotten um, I've gotten mostly sprays so far. I got mostly sprays. I did get a new skin for Reinhardt. I got a new skin for Genji, which looks nice. Like it's not like a shit skin either. (laughs) You know, like it's a it's a carbon fiber skin. Nice for Genji. I'm like, wow. I wish I played Genji so I could wear this. (laughs) You know, so it's actually pretty cool. Uh, I have gotten... I'm trying to think of... I got a stance for Diva. No, sorry, I got a stance for May. Somebody else I, I also don't play, by the way. Um, and I'm trying to think... Oh, yeah, I also got this currency. There's a currency in-game. I don't know what they're calling it yet. But what you'll see when you go to the characters, when you go to their... Uh, the hero gallery, that's where you see all of your characters... And you see your progression on the characters. And your progression on the characters is essentially what you've unlocked on the character. And some characters have more than others. You, know, like you would think they'd have the same amount, but they don't. They had, like, some characters like Hanzo has like 45 unlocks while D.Va only has 34 unlocks. That's probably just something like uh, they just didn't make that stuff up for those characters
1: yet. We you have know, to assume know, with time up. there's going to be more that'll come out as well.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I was actually going through some of the unlocks, and there's one, this one Reaper one, that's like a day one for me. It's a day one. It's re- Reaper wearing all white. Yeah, like, the it's one where he looks like an assassin. Yes, he's just wearing all white. I'm like, this is fucking awesome. Day one purchase for me. I don't do microtransactions, okay? And I'm like, day one purchase. <laughs> they they got me by the balls, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, day one purchase. Absolutely. Um uh, but so this is end game currency now. If you don't get these these uh, you know various things unlocked, you'll notice that there's like a number by each item. And for player, I well off for player icons. I didn't for player icons. I didn't see a number to buy them. All I saw was a lock symbol. But for skins, emote sprays, you'll see like a little number there. And I don't, I don't know what the currency is actually called. But let's just call them coins for now, because that's what it looks like. <laughs> um, Overwatch <laughs> coins. Uh, but the currency, like you can you can buy that with the currency. Now, when I get my, I got fifty of these coins. The low, the cheapest thing I saw was seventy-five coins. When when you go into the loot box uh, option, mm-hmm. you'll also see another option that instead it, it says open loot box and it says shop. There is no doubt in my mind that Blizzard will allow you to buy this currency for endgame.
1: Right. There's probably going to be a bunch of different options. Again, since it's being such a friendly game to new users, there's probably going to be a lot of options that are going to you know open that up to other people. Yes.
0: Now, if I had to guess, this is an early guess, I'm going to say that it's going to be $5 per 75 coins. Okay. Uh. Now... What blizzard could do and what a lot of games do right and this is a this will be really a, a huge dick move if blizzard does this so i'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt but a lot of games like if the lowest thing that costs is 75 they'll get they'll charge you five dollars for 70 coins <laughs> <laughs> okay they'll charge you five dollars for any coins uh, who did that um
1: Probably believe... uh NCSOft or something.
0: Well, not just this, I'm trying there's a game in my head that I'm actually thinking of. It's uh, Warframe. Warframe, it's like the lowest the lowest currency is seventy five coins, but a lot of the things that you buy are hundred what of whatever their currency is, platinum or silver or some shit like
1: that. Oh, that's a huge asshole move.
0: <laughs> yeah, so it's like you, you're forced to buy ten dollars worth of coins and it's always uneven, you know? Microsoft, actually way back in the day with Microsoft Points, they used to do that same shit and then they finally uh, made it normal. They, they, they normalized it. Because they, you know, they always want you to have just, just a little leftover and it'll make it so that you're, you're more likely to spend more money. You know. <laughs> but I'm going to give Blizzard the benefit of the doubt because they are customer-oriented. So I think it's going to be $5 per 75 coins. I think the cheapest items you're going to find are going to, for cosmetics, are going to be 5 bucks, Okay? But most, a lot of the things that I saw, to be honest with you, maybe, well, maybe I'm thinking, maybe uh, that might be too much, because some of the things that I saw are like, um like for the emotes, yep. are 250 coins, when you don't get them unlocked via the loot crate, or the loot box, Shit. right? So the 250 coins, I mean, that would mean that you're spending, what, $15? Actually, more than $15. Like, closer to, like, uh, you'd have to spend, you'd have to twenty twenty $20 worth of coins to get an emote. That's f- that. I think that's too much.
1: Uh, well, if you're looking knows? at that from the perspective of it being too much just for an emote, we're looking at some of the skins. The skins themselves are going for, like, what, thousands of credits each?
0: Maybe. I can tell you right now. Give me a second. will I'm looking in. at
1: one of them right now on the website here and it's saying to purchase the deadlock, it looks like it's a uh, legendary costume. is going for a thousand coins, it looks like.
0: What's that? A legendary costume?
1: Yeah. yeah. Two seconds and I'll tell you. I'm, I'm
0: going to hop on so I can see a skin.
1: Yeah, from because, here, one of them, yeah, because it shows we've got blue, we've got purple, we've got legendary.
0: Yes, some of them are more are going to be more expensive than others, for sure. Because some of them are just palette swaps. Some of them are just palette swaps, so obviously those should be cheaper, you know. Right. But you gotta remember these are businesses; they are there to make money.
1: That's right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, that may not necessarily be the case. So let's. I'm just gonna go to Genji because I like looking at that carbon fiber baby. <laughs> so okay, all right. So Genji's palette swaps are 75 coins. His silver outfit. Which actually doesn't look that different from his classic. It's too. Uh, I guess it shines a bit more. I'm not going to get into it. Whatever. Whatever floats your boat.
1: You don't want to shine but,
0: a little bit more? Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> his
0: silver costume is 250 coins. Okay. Now, I know Reinhardt actually has some pretty cool uh, skins. Like, okay, yeah, so his color, his palette swaps are 75 coins. He has uh, some. What was purple? Purple was legendary,
1: right? Yes. Um, No, purple is epic.
0: Purple is epic. Okay. His purple ones are 250 coins. His legendaries are orange, right? Yes, legendaries Uh, are orange, yep. Those are a thousand coins. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, you know, maybe the color swap, maybe uh, it's going to be, you know, two bucks or 250 well, and obviously, the more coins you buy, the more money they give you. So maybe it's going to be $2 and, like, let's say, 50 cents.
1: Maybe. Okay, so maybe coins. they'll sell them in blocks of 1000 at a time and say something like that would be like nine ninety nine. Maybe. Maybe. That, that'll be. I think that would be a lot more. Uh, I think somebody would be willing to shell out $10 or something like that a little bit more. Or maybe they'll maybe. do it because uh, I know uh, when I played Ion, they had microtransactions like there. They still do have microtransactions like that, so you can buy a certain set amount of coins, and they'll even lump things in together for you. You know when you go and buy them. Yeah,
0: like generally, the more coins you buy, the uh, the the better deal you get. So maybe I was maybe I was thinking too much. Like five dollars per seventy five coins. Maybe it'd be more like a dollar per seventy five coins. All
1: right, that could be a little more realistic.
0: A dollar per 75 coins, or a dollar fifty, maybe, uh, or two dollars, and they'll, they'll entice you to get the 250, you know. And then, you know, if you want to buy like a bundle of a thousand, you know, go for it, right? But I'm thinking, like, you know. That'll be fair pricing. We're thinking about fair pricing here. <laughs> we really—I I mean, like I said I want to give Blizzard the benefit of the doubt, but they are there to make money. You know that—that's kind of thing. So you know, let's see what else we got here. Like for uh, okay, so poses. Like you even have poses that some are seventy-five bucks, but like one of this legendary one is two fifty. Um, the highlight intros, which are really nice, uh, his are all two fifty, so they're all five bucks. Which reminds me, let's let's talk about what exactly you're going to get in these loot boxes, and then we'll kind of pop back to this. So in these loot boxes, you'll get things like... Uh, oh. I think I closed my... yeah. <laughs> so in these... yeah, sorry about that. So in these loot boxes, you will get... Like we already mentioned uh, the player icons and the skins, emotes, obviously. Now, for those who played the beta before, everybody had an emote beforehand. Yep. Yeah, those emotes are gone now. You, you oh, really? either have to unlock... You, they're not gone, but you either have to unlock them or and pay for them. But no emotes by default. Uh, you get sprays. So, nice. for everybody who played the beta before, the yes. only spray you had was the Overwatch symbol. Now you get other
1: sprays, which are actually pretty nice. I think um, tracers... Uh, are, I, tracers so far are my favorites. I really, I really hope that we can put our own sprays in. I know it probably won't happen... Uh but the Days of Counter Strike are calling to me a little bit here because I, I I just gotta go put some, you know, like clan tags up or something like that. I highly doubt it. What well, I, I think know they we, won't do it, but it would be. What nice. I think
0: we'll see is uh especially once the esports side starts to kick in, what I think we'll see is that they will put winning teams, they'll have sprays for winning teams and things like that. So yeah, I don't think uh I don't think we're oh sorry about that. See, I'm I'm so unprofessional. I, I, the funny thing is that message that message <laughs> came to my watch first and I'm like, maybe I can do something to my phone to make it not go off. <laughs> no, no dice, guys. Sorry about that. Um but yeah, I I think they'll have like teams who are winning like big tournaments or world championships, they'll have sprays for them, and that's that you can probably buy those too. Now, uh something you can also you'll get is the voice lines. So basically, you can make your character say things, which I guess, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we I have, have a few voice lines, lines those like
1: Are those like taunts, or are we talking like Camaro's communication? They're, no, they're
0: just like communication. Like, they, it's all, they, people, they say it out loud, you know? Right. I think in most cases, you're not really going to use it. Like, they're just kind of thing, funny things to say. Not even funny things to say, but they're, they're things to say. <laughs> Period. Period.
1: They better be funny. <laughs> I want to be able to taunt somebody.
0: But they they don't even say them automatically. I think they'd be better off if they said these things automatically. But they don't. Uh, Victory poses. Now, the victory pose is what is the picture... Not the picture, but the thing that happens when you win, everybody's kind of in a line. And before, they just kind of stand there. But now you can change their pose. Which is is pretty cool, you know? Like, the one... I think, uh, like... uh, Diva has one where she, you know, one where she's standing on the mech, and she has one where she's making a heart with her hand, and she has another one where she is, um, uh, on top of her mech, like like kind of laying on the back of the mech, you know, and blowing bubbles. That's what she's doing. <laughs> so you can do that. The highlight intros are my favorite though, because right now when you get when you get to play of the game and you get the highlight. It just kind of shows you in your normal stance. Now you can have like an an action stance. Like the first one I saw was with Farrah, and she's flying in the air, and she does a barrage of rockets. And right before the rockets get to the screen, that's when it, bam! That's when it turns into the the, the preview. So it's actually pretty cool. Uh, how
1: many rockets does she fire, by the way? <laughs> According to that video, ninety-two. Ninety-two, <laughs> but there's because not ninety-two the... rockets on the screen <laughs> because that guy spent. Five hours counting and mapping them out. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, here we go. They're called
0: credits, not coins. That's what they're called. Those coins are called credits. So now we're on the right track, boys. <laughs> yes, but uh, yeah. I mean, I, I so far I like the progression system. They're saying the progression system is still a work in progress, obviously. Uh, but now you, I mean, you have so many options available. To you in terms of how you want your character to look, what do you want him to say? I mean, there are some really, really cool, you know, like uh, skins that I'm seeing. Like, actually, my, one of my favorite ones is the skin from Reinhardt, where he has his helmet off. Reinhardt's an old man, so he has his helmet off, and now you actually see his face, which is pretty cool. Uh, uh, he ha- yeah, he has he a victory real. pose too, where he flexes, <laughs> and at the, the last flex is kind of like him cramping up
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> oh man I really wish I got into this yeah I know everybody ah. listens
0: to this podcast probably wishes they got into
1: yeah. this yeah don't worry yeah. well at least one person here feels everybody
0: <laughs> yeah so oh yeah and actually, I just read a, a warning note items unlocked with credits cannot be refunded so span choose wisely guys I'm really, really excited to see what else they come up with on the on the player progression system, uh, and I wonder if it's actually going to affect the ranking system when they get there. I hope not. I, it's, you know, because they they did keep the prog- the progression system and the ranking system separate for StarCraft. You know, right. So I, I really, I really, I think they're gonna they're gonna keep it separate here too. Uh, that would be definitely that would definitely be for the best. Uh, but let's move on from the player progression system, because that was was huge. And uh, obviously the next big thing was the new game modes. Uh, Sorry, game mode. Singular. Don't want to give anybody a wrong idea. (laughs) (laughs) New game mode they put in is control. It's basically king of the hill. All right? The way it works is both teams need to get to a central point. That point will unlock, and then your team needs to stand on it, and then they take it. You need to keep that point for a certain amount of time. The point ticks up. The, like, it goes through a percentage from 0 to 100. The percentage ticks uh, up every one second. So essentially, you're looking at 100 seconds of time if you take it straight through. But you have to control it for 100 seconds of time, ultimately. And uh, once you, that's how you win that round. It's best out of three. So it's not that you just, you know, win, like you don't just do it one time and that's the end of it. No, it does not work like that. The way it works is you have to do it at least two times, at least two times. And once you, once you win best out of three, then the match is over. This is really good. I want to say, like, you know, kind of a side note. This is really good for getting your stats up, by the way, because I got some crazy healing numbers when I was playing as Lucio because it went three rounds.
1: Oh well, yeah. Too, if you're all grouped up in one area like that, it's going to condense everything in.
0: Yes, yes. So I, yeah, I got some crazy numbers. I was very, very satisfied. I was like, "Yep, yeah, fluff those numbers, boys. <laughs> fluff those numbers." So I was uh I was pretty happy with that. But yeah, the new game mode um I I like it. And at first I thought it would I thought that one slot had to be taken by Lucio, but that is not the case. You see, there's a case of me playing or you know, players playing and then realizing, you know, what the like, kind of what the meta is. Cuz at first it's kind of like you 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 read about it or you hear it and uh you're like, oh, well, obviously, you want to get to the point first so that you can play with loose. So, that, you know, so that you can get the point first. The point actually does not, is not available from the start of the game. The point, it takes, I don't know, maybe like 20 seconds for the point to unlock. Actually, that's the thing. I never did pay attention to how, how, uh, how long it takes, it takes because what was happening when I was playing is both teams would use Lucio to speed to the middle, and then we'd be fighting each other. The first two or three times I played it, I didn't even notice we didn't unlock, the the point wasn't unlocked while we were fighting over it. The first time I noticed was actually the first time that we didn't get the point first, because I died, and I was like, oh, it's not even open yet. <laughs> you know, so, uh, but yeah, I think it's like 20 seconds or so, and once the twenty seconds it it unlocks, and then you could take it. So technically speaking, you really don't need. They're not forcing you to use Lucio. They're not. They're not going to punish a team because they didn't choose a a uh, player that that gets the team up faster. So that's cool. I'm really glad that they did that. And another thing, like as I was thinking about it, you know, me being dead and all, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like. Well, if the other team rushes in, because the points are all inside of confined spaces, except the third map and uh, uh, the the third point on the uh, Li Tower, which I'll get to, that one was more open. But for for mostly of the other ones, I never got to the third map on the third uh, part on the poll, But they're in confined spaces. What happens if you allow the other team? To get into the confined space, and then you just AOE the shit out of them
1: while they're in there. You know, go pull That'd junk d- rat on them. Yeah, that's
0: that's a possibility. You can do that to an unsuspecting him because they're there. They're like, oh, sweet, we got the point. They're not even here yet. Those guys must be losers. <laughs> Jokes on you. <laughs> Jokes on fucking you. Okay. Obviously, in competitive play, it's different. I just, I do want to make uh, a different. You know, I do want to say that everything I'm talking about right now, everything, every conversation we're probably going to have in this podcast, at least in this episode, uh, is going to be regarding to overall gameplay for the most part, unless, you know, we specifically say it is regarding competitive. Because when you play competitive, people have already, the beta is just out today, people have probably already analyzed this game type and said, okay, let's do this, let's do that. And there's probably teams right now Battling it out and having a good time in a a smarter fashion than if you just pub it up, (laughs) you know, but from a pub team perspective, yeah, that I think that that's something that can happen. And I I really like the fact that they had that foresight to see that, okay, well, maybe we shouldn't unlock the point in the very beginning. Uh, But, yeah, that's (laughs) that's basically how it works. I mean, it's good to have a Lucio so that, you know, when you die, you can get back to that point a lot faster because now time is is of the essence you know time is points right now you know and you can at the last second we had a team that we had 99% right and at 99% they contested it and they cleared us off and then they kept it and won that match oh wow yeah so we that, that, that can happen the tides can turn there is no point of no return in this game mode and so far it looks like for i it looks like the sides are symmetrical so i haven't really seen um i've only most of the times when i've played it i've always come from the same side i've only come from the opposite side once twice sorry i lied i've come from the opposite side twice so far and it looks like all oh, the maps are symmetrical so it should take the same amount of time for everybody to reach the center point i think it's it's pretty cool obviously uh you know some people are going to find some exploits that they can use that need to be balanced out.
1: It's good if it's like that cuz you have too many linear maps in uh like Battlefield even uh where uh okay so infantry only uh metro. Usually the Russian side is going to have the advantage. They're going to get there first. They're going to cap those two objectives and they're just going to hold out and it's going to be a camp fest at that point. Sometimes you can go the other way, but it's it's really good that they've taken the Extra steps to make it balanced, where each time you know each side has to go an equal amount of distance to get there. It's going to force more. uh, It's going to force more team play and more uh, teamwork. Yes, you know between coordinating who who takes what and who does what. Absolutely, absolutely. I like Uh, that.
0: (laughs) And that's. I mean, that's 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 just one of the truths about first-person shooters generally. Uh, In many games, there are just some maps where one side is favored over the other, and those maps. That's why in most competitive in competitive play for a lot of shooters, you get a t- you get a, a, a uh, especially Counter Strike. I mean, I played Counter Strike for so long; it's on the brain. But <laughs> you get a shot at both sides because usually one side has the advantage over the other. It's not just about about skill and teamwork. Now, uh, Lejang Tower is there's two new maps. One being Lejang Tower, which is in China. If you couldn't guess. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I'll, I'll just read the the description here. Uh, Lejeng Tower was built in the heart of modern Chinese metropolis. It's busy streets lined with stores, gardens, restaurants, and famous night markets where food from around the region are available at all hours. The tower itself is home to one of the leading companies in China's state-of-the-art space industry. Uh, well, I guess it's Luchang Interstellar. An organization with the long pioneering history that is currently pushing the boundaries of space exploration, everything I just read there. When you actually get to the to the actual map, you will you will see what I'm talking about. Like I mean, you will see what they're talking about. Uh, they um they definitely it really feels like well for a lot of these maps they built a story around those maps and then they once they have the surface maps then they design them because that's what it, it really feels like. And with every with every round it feels like you're getting in this game type specifically in every round it feels like you're getting deeper and deeper and deeper into the stories of these maps now i'm not sure if i mentioned that but with this game mode i mentioned that it's two out of three rounds you don't go to the same spot like you go like the first round is in one area the next round is in another area the third round if you get to that is in another area I think in pub play, a lot of people will not see the third rounds of many maps Like I said, I haven't seen third, the third round of the Nepal map yet. So, but yeah, it's actually pretty cool, and the way they described it, it, it makes perfect sense to me. I didn't, I didn't read that until just now. I was like, yeah, that's how it looks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but go, uh, go ahead, and um, you want to go over the Nepal map? Okay, so the new control map that I have in here is one in Nepal. Years ago, a group of Omnic robots experienced what they described as a spiritual awakening. They abandoned their pre-programmed lives to establish a monastery high in the Himalayas of Nepal, where like-minded Omnics could gather to meditate on the nature of their existence. Led by their spiritual leader, Takartha Mandara, they took over the ruins of an ancient monastery and turned it into the home of the Shambhali, a place where Omnics and humans alike could make pilgrimages in the hopes of finding a greater truth. Now, I can just picture this in my mind. I obviously haven't seen this because I don't have the beta key here for yet, but I can picture this in my mind. Uh, You know, you're in Nepal, you're up in the mountains, there's awesome red pandas running around everywhere. It's got to be fantastic. Uh, Did you get to play on this one at all, Joe? Oh,
0: yeah. It was the very first map that played when I turned on the beta. And it's amazing. No red pandas. It looks like a Yeti could (laughs) pop out at any moment, though.
1: Oh, a Yeti? Dude, I saw the third Mummy movie. There were Yetis everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. It looks like a yeti could pop out at any any moment. Like it's snowy. It's beautiful. Like, that's one of the things I love about this game. It looks amazing. Like you know, and it, 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 it's just a beautiful game to play. But yeah, it uh, yeah. That's it makes a lot of sense. I didn't know the background to the story to this map, and now it makes uh total sense. But I have yet to see the third. I have yet to see the third. Round in that map, but the third round on the Tower kind of puts it all together. Like you can tell that they are a technology company and that they do space travel and stuff like that, based off of being in the third, uh, the third round, which is essentially their office. You know, their office, and they got some tech in there. So nice. it, it, it's it's. Uh... I, I liked both of the maps. I can't find any anything wrong with it. And just like with all the other Overwatch maps, there's multiple pathways to get to multiple places. The map design in this game is great. You know there are choke points, but there are usually ways to get around the choke points. I mean, even in like in High um I think I said that right. Um, <laughs> that that map, you know, obviously the the doors, the wooden doors, are a huge choke point. But if you can get somebody into the window, which is a possibility, it's not that difficult to do, they can you know get around. Right. You know. I so believe it's pronounced Hanamura. Hanamura. Yes. <laughs> One thing for everybody that's listening to this podcast: I'm terrible with names. I'm you, I will admit that's that's just something that's not one of my strengths.
1: That's why I want to take that last part there for Nepal. I was like, I want to make sure I pronounce that correctly there.
0: God bless you. Got to make sure, you, we're, to make sure we're right on
1: for you know for everybody who's listening. Yeah, God bless Jason Bond. <laughs>
0: He's doing the Lord's work. No,
1: no yeah, but actually, yeah. I'm sitting over here in a, a corner right now with uh, the prayer circle. I just took a break. So oh, I could hoping the for podcasts. beta invites. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're so laughing so hard.
0: <laughs> uh, now, uh, one thing uh, I kind of want to get it get. I don't want to say get out of the way, but get into before we get into the rest of this is they've made changes to private games. They're now calling them custom games, and they're giving more control to. I guess whoever sets up the custom game. Uh, I guess to set up like esports type rules, you know. Or some things that we might see that I saw when I did my little bit of TF2 competitive or pugging. So um, here's the... Not the changes, but this is what you can do with custom games now. You can uh, change the map rotation from random, list order, or I just have a single map. Uh, You can make it so that you never return to lobby, or you return after a game, or after a mirror match. That's very competitive. You play one side, then you play the other. Players can now customize which maps are available for their custom games. Uh, With heroes, you can have a selection limit. So you can have one per team, two per team, one per game, two per game. Most of the like, that's gonna be one per team more than likely. Um, I don't know. I I haven't hopped in competitive Overwatch yet. I'm I am very interested in getting some pug groups so I can see how it plays, but you know, with Team Fortress, with specific characters, you can have one of these or two of these. And I'm curious to see if Overwatch does the same does it the same way. Uh with role selection, you can add, you can even limit that saying, you know, you can only have two defense or two offense per team uh you can make people stay in the air they're in uh you can make people respawn as random heroes that'll be fun
1: uh. Uh. <laughs> oh, obviously that's gonna separate good players from uh, the average pretty quick i think
0: <laughs> um yeah well that's the, the games like this just like with hots uh when not um not heart of the storm but heroes of the storm you know, some players get really, really good with certain characters and because that's just the type of person they want. They want to play one character and become, they want to be an amazing expert at that character, and that's what they do. And then you switch them to another character, you try to force them to another character, it doesn't work. I wouldn't necessarily call them bad players, but sometimes it's better to be a jack-of-all-trades in video games, like <laughs> being able to just hop in to, to any character. Like, you know, you could be an amazing Widowmaker, right? Yep. But what if you're playing a map where Widowmaker's strengths are not, uh, not either not needed or they just don't really shine on that map? What do you do? Do you keep playing Widowmaker, <laughs> or do you actually hop into something else? So, but uh, we well, moving on. Players can now customize their game, which heroes are enabled for their custom games. So now we're getting into some Magic the Gathering type shit. <laughs> where certain, <laughs> certain cards or certain heroes are just not allowed. I, I really don't see that being an issue in competitive, though, to be honest with you, because the game is so balanced, in my opinion. I really haven't seen any broken characters, but they haven't added any new ones either, and we're still in beta. So we'll see what happens. Uh, game options players can now set their custom game as Skirmish, which I'm not exactly sure. I think that just turns it into like a death match where you kill people. I haven't seen it. Uh, players can now set modifiers for the following stats. Health, damage, healing, ultimate charge rate, respawn time, ability, cooldown. That, in my opinion, will be used more so for, for planning. You know, if, you de- if you're planning or you're training with a team and you want to practice maybe doing a certain setup, like using Reinhardt's Earth Shatter with X ability, you know, you don't want to have to sit and wait for the ultimates to charge over and over again. And something you probably want the respawn you know, timer to be instant. And, you know, ability cools down to be instant. A lot of fighting games have that where, you know, you, could, you can set modifiers in a training mode or set modifiers, period, in play. But uh, let's see. And also players can now enable or disable following options. Skins, health bars, kill cam, f- kill feed, headshots only. Hmm. Headshots only. Hmm. That's interesting. That would be fun to play with a group of friends. But I can see, (laughs) you know, disabling only regular skins so that there's no confusion uh, with characters. Also, I'm pretty sure certain skins will... And this this is just bound to happen when you have a whole bunch of different skins and a whole bunch of different maps. Some skins will work better for some characters on different maps. Right. You know, like I am certain... Genji's carbon fiber skin is going to be amazing on the new Lijang... Uh, what was it? Lijang, new, Tower. Uh, Lijang, Lijang Tower. Lijang Tower. Because of how dark that map is, and how dark that skin is. you know. Uh, so, with team options, you have team balancing, which you can just turn it off or automatic. And when balancing occurs, is it after a game or after a mirror match? Uh, custom AI can be put into the game as well. Uh, and there are several, they call them quality of life changes that have been made to custom game spectating. Uh, so you can scroll, scroll with the mouse wheel will now zoom you in and out of third person. Uh, when spectating, third person right-clicking will now detach the camera from its current location. So you can just move around. That's going to be great for uh, esports casting. And the third person camera will now orient based on where spectator player is aiming. So that's, that's what's going on with custom games. I, I I haven't gotten to a custom game myself yet, but I'm pretty sure that those are going to come into uh, coming to play soon when I start pugging. I Hopefully think the, soon.
1: Thumbs I, up. <laughs> I think the hero options are going to be a big thing for the community that they're really going to enjoy because they're going to be able to. I mean, it'll be annoying for some people who like to play certain classes, but say you know somebody wants to go and they don't want to deal with you know the most op class that's there, Diva or Widowmaker. You know they could go and like lock those people out. I think so. I'm, eh, I don't know. I feel like uh, depending on how it's set up, it could be used really well or you know not as much.
0: Right. No, I I, I agree. I think that the the changes they made to the custom, to to the custom game well game types are really really going to help out with right. you know setting up custom matches and scrimmaging and you know, things of that nature, especially since you don't have dedicated servers. That's why it's so important because you don't have dedicated servers like we've had in other first-man shooters for so long, right? Uh, So another addition to the interface is the uh, career profile. And the career profile is kind of like something like what you see in Team Fortress, what you see in Team Fortress when you're loading up a map, but it's more in-depth. So you do have your hero comparison where it talks about how much time you have played with a hero. So right now, like my hero most played is Widowmaker. And you have tons of options when you want to do your hero comparison. You can do time played, uh, games won, uh, objective kills, damage done, deaths, who you die with as the most. Lucio is the death pit for me, apparently. (laughs) Um, Hot solo kills, Widowmaker, that's right. Over OP Widowmaker
1: OP Widowmaker, the most OP
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, weapon accuracy, which funny thing is my weapon accuracy is higher with Soldier 76 than Widowmaker <laughs> which that should not be the case I really sucked balls today when I was, when I was playing with Widowmaker I will admit that uh, however, Widowmaker does have my most final blows with 41 and uh, that's just for today the, 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 the beta just came back so, and that's, uh, let's see, it looks like I've played three hours and 22 minutes so far. That's also something else that you will find on that screen. Uh, you also have your win-loss record and how many games you played. Now, the win-loss record, I'm not necessarily sure if I like it there. Because for me, it doesn't matter. Because I know pub wins don't matter, you know? And I know pub losses don't matter. You could be an amazing player, especially in this game, since you can't carry a team. You could be an amazing player and just still not win. Mm-hmm. You know, I had games today where I was really trying my best to help out the team. And I'm giving calls. I'm saying, this person's here. This person's here. We need to do this. We need to do that. And they just weren't like, meh, 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 whatever. <laughs> you know, like it just wasn't <laughs> it just wasn't happening for us. So, uh, yeah, you can still get those losses. Like right now, I'm 11-11. and 11, And that doesn't hurt my feelings, you know. Maybe if if I was playing with a group of friends and I had that record, I'm like, oh, guys, maybe we should just call it quits. (laughs) You know, but but that's not the case. Um, I do think for less experienced players, that might be disheartening, to be honest with you. To see that, you know, you have, you're like five and ten,
1: you know? Well, I think it's going to push people, you know... Okay, so, and I play a lot of Battlefield right now, you know, on the weekends and stuff. And when I do, people bitch, 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 and complain all the time. Oh, the team is sucking. The team is sucking. You're going to have uh, three or four people that are just going to be at the top of those boards, even on the bad team. They're going to be destroying everybody, but their team is still going to be losing. Why? Because they're the lone wolf types who just want to think about themselves and carry themselves. So your personal stats might be good, but other people are going to go and see them and be like, oh, his win-loss you know, is pretty terrible. I look more at winning, you know, so even though the other team might score better than I do, or the other people might have way better KDRs than I am, I can still laugh in their face and tell them they're bad players because their team fucking lost. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, this game, I I really think that, especially in the competitive end, this is, especially since things are so balanced the way they are, this is going to force heavy, heavy teamwork play, heavy team play. And I've I've seen it plenty of times where uh, even in the uh the last beta there i went with you know five other friends of mine we all chose winston just to be dicks or we all chose tracer you know uh, hey everybody we're mentioning the tracer this time in the first episode let it be known <laughs> so so we took you know a tracer we all that's took an tracers. inside joke
0: for everybody who, who listens to the special editions right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we all took tracers we all took winston's or you know something like that and we all went through and we cleared out a whole team because we knew when to hit the cooldowns and we knew when to go and pop the bubbles and everything else or we knew when to go and throw all of our bombs and then back out and then cap it's going to be heavy 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 teamwork play. And this other team did not make it easier for us either when we did that so I think it's gonna, it's, there's gonna be ways to show that you're really good, but it's gonna be on a higher team level, I think. And I think the community, for shooters especially, needs that these days.
0: Yeah, like, I think the, your win-loss record in the game itself isn't gonna be that that important. Uh, if communities develop where you know, you have straight competitive communities, like, kind of like ESEA or something like that, mm-hmm. and your win-loss record in those games, I think that'll be more important, but I don't, like, We'll see. I mean, that's, that's still a ways off, in my opinion. But yeah, the win-loss record is there. Now, you also have general stats on the first page. You have a page called Overview, where you just have general stats. And it has how many eliminations, how many final blows, how many objective kills, how, many, how much time you spent on the objective, how much damage you've done total, and how much healing you've done total, You know, and how many deaths and solo kills. So it even breaks it down so it tells you what your highest is in any game and per minute. So like right now I have 232 eliminations. I'm killing two people per minute that I've played the game. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now I also have 103 deaths because of fucking Lucio. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying one minute like once per minute in every game, you know. Uh my damage done is 78,973. I'm doing 554 damage per minute basically. Mm-hmm. So it's that that information is cool. Now if you want to, you go into the next uh menu item statistics and now you can get even more in depth. It even has a scroller, dude. So uh, yeah, you can actually you can do it all heroes or you can do it per hero. So you can kind of see, you know, how you're doing with certain heroes. So uh, you know, for all heroes, you have, like, how many bronze medals, you have how many gold medals, how many silver medals, once again, how, how many defensive assists, how many environmental deaths, how, uh, what else you got here, offensive assists, teleporter pads destroyed, you know, things like that, uh, but then, like, let's step down to Widowmaker, and now it, it tells me how, you know, what's my scoped accuracy, how many scoped hits, uh, how many critical scoped hits, how many shots fired, Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> want to hear something funny? Go for it. I've played this game for three hours and 22 minutes. I have fired 1,200 shots. <laughs> now, wow. I, I wonder if that counts. Uh, that, uh, that has to count um, the, uh, the automatic.
1: That no, I don't necessarily automatic. think so. Because Why each not? time you fire a shot with a semi-rifle, I think each time you do that, it fires off so many rounds at a time.
0: It shoots three. I do believe it shoots three rounds at a time with Widowmaker. So that could account for some of that. Maybe. Maybe. It might be counting per bullet. Let's see uh, who else we got here. Let's hop into Lucio. Yeah, and with Lucio... Actually, it says with Lucio I've fired three... And he also shoots three uh, three pulses at a time, I think. Uh, But yes, it's the same thing. Like, you know, damage done, critical hits, you know, healing done, you know, all that stuff. Now the other, the last menu item is actually a player icon. You can just choose your icon. It really doesn't have anything to do with statistics, uh, statistics. but this is where you go when you want to, you know, change change your player look. You know, right. So, uh, but yeah, I I really enjoyed that. You know, you play hard, and you want to look at the spoils of victory. (laughs) You know, you you want to look at how good you are. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Don't let anybody take that away from you, folks. Like you know, screenshot it, share it with people.
1: You know. Oh, Unless if I ever gonna... get in, definitely will.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, and remember, these stats are ongoing. I'm pretty sure the stats will will get re uh, reset once the game comes in. Uh, the game is actually uh, released. So don't get too attached to these stats. Just use them to get better, and then be good when the game comes out, so you can shine. <laughs> you know? Right. Uh, so but that's cool. Um, now, and another thing to get into before we get into like the the uh, I guess the gameplay changes, something very important in the options menu. Okay. Okay. Two things. First of all, you can now skip the kill cam if you want to. I mean, your respawn still takes five seconds, but you if you don't want to see yourself die, <laughs> you can. <laughs> You could you can actually turn that off. I will say though, if you died, you probably need to see how you died. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So don't turn it off. Don't be a baby.
1: (laughs) I think the correct term you're looking for was don't be a bitch. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. I
0: don't know. I don't know. Bitches can be vicious. So as I say, don't be a baby. You know, don't don't cry about it. I want to see
1: that kill cam because I want to learn from it. And also because that guy clearly just has more skill than I do, said no gamer ever.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the other thing
0: that you could turn on is the kill feed display. It shows up in the right, on the top right hand side when somebody dies. That is awesome. Like I, I, that was one of the features that I personally requested. Obviously, I'm an important person, so they put it in. <laughs> you know, just for you. Um, yeah, but those are important. Also, another important addition that they added in was that your your different sound effects or or the different sound sources from the game can be changed now okay so um you know you have your master volume obviously but sound effects in the game can be changed separately from not changed but like reduced or uh the volume can be changed separately from your music volume and your in-game voice volume so these things were you know, very, very important to people like me. Because when I play games like this, I play for hours at a time, and I turn I like to turn the sound off and turn my own music on. And now I can. Thank you very much. <laughs> we appreciate. We appreciate that. Little EDM. We appreciate you, Blizzard. Yeah, we appreciate you, Blizzard. You know, the guy that picture with DJ Khaled. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, but now that that we got through all that, let's talk about the gameplay changes because these are obviously really important. So general changes, all healing effects now work on shields, which uh, that's, that's really nice. I, when, I, when I first read that, I thought they meant like Reinhardt shield. No, they mean like the shield, the blue health that you see. For those who don't know, white health is normal. Uh, yellow health is armor. So when you see that you have the yellow health, it's because you have armor, and then blue health is a shield. Alright, now I think Blue Health, uh, the difference between armor and the Blue Health, which I have to test this, but when you have a shield, I think people like Symmetra can shoot through it with her, with that Pulse Ball she has. I forget what the actual name of the move is, but the Pulse Ball, because that, like, stuff like that goes through Reinhardt's shield, so. But yeah, healing effects work on shields. Quick melee now pauses weapon recovery time while active. Ammo will reload in the middle of a weapons animation instead at the end of it. Um, I guess some animations have a little bit of extra flair at the end. (laughs) You know, so that's that's why. Uh, And uh, several adjustments have been made to end combat visual effects. Enemy team ability colors should now be more clear. And muzzle flash has been retuned for several weapons. That's actually something that was pretty... I mean, it's not glaringly obvious, but it definitely does help. I, I will say that. Uh, Several adjustments have been made to end-game, to end combat audio. It should now be more obvious when you're being healed by indirect healing sources like Payload or Lucio's crossway ability. This is true. I think they overdid it a little bit. I think it's a little too loud, but it's very noticeable. It should now be more obvious when you're attacking invulnerable players. That is really true, especially when Genji does his uh, reflect ability Mm. where he's like hitting shit back to you. Dude, he was like a thousand feet away from me and I shot at him and when he reflected it back, it sounded like he was right next to me. (laughs) And explosions at a distance should now be more audible. 100% true. I heard somebody use um, Junkrat's mine, and it sounded like some shit I I watched on TV about Iraq. (laughs) (laughs) So it's definitely there. Huge change to the ultimates. Players no longer gain ultimate charge from taking damage. That is a big deal. Yes. So people who who their strategy was to get healed while, you know, while taking damage and then pop their ultimate... Sorry, not going to work anymore.
1: <laughs> Diva. <laughs> D-
0: <laughs> uh, ultimate charge will now generate slowly over time for all heroes... I am not necessarily a fan of that. I wasn't a fan of it in Destiny. I'm not a fan of it now. So far, I haven't seen a big problem with it. But I do think that some heroes need to have that charge time automatically, like uh, Symmetra or Mercy. Well, not even Mercy, because Mercy should be able to charge her ultimate by healing people or buffing people. But, like, yeah, Symmetra is definitely one. D.Va outside of her mech is another. Mm Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, I don't think just for by, just because of timing you should have it. Uh and to accommodate for these changes, many ultimate me many hero ultimate costs have been rebalanced is true. Now, Bungie did put a note into these patch notes regarding the ultimate changes. You say this. Huh? But it's a bungee. Oh my god! (laughs) Sorry, it's it's Blizzard. Uh, Allowing heroes to generate ultimate charge when taking damage created several balance issues. For example, it was often a bad idea to attack an enemy hero if they were being healed, since that would charge up the enemy's ultimate and the healer's ultimate much more quickly. To address these issues, we've removed the ability for damage taken to generate ultimate charge, and made it so that all heroes would generate ultimate at a slow and constant rate. Like I said, I haven't seen a big problem with it, but I'm just not a fan of the other of concept. I think you should have to work to get those abilities. Now, then again, uh, the difference between Destiny and this game is that some ult- ultimate abilities should be powerful and they should be uh, they should be very useful. But in this game, when you do like your ultimate, it's it's not that difficult to miss it or misuse it. With right. Destiny, that shit is like you just press the button and watch people <laughs> die in most cases. You know, so right. Uh, but uh, let's talk about characters, and quite a few changes down the list. First is Bastion, and I think he's he has one of the biggest changes, or some of the biggest changes to any of the characters. So first, his base health is increased by fifty armor, uh, now two hundred HP and one hundred armor. Uh, the in recon configuration. His minimum weapon spread has been removed. His maximum weapon spread has been increased by 10%. Weapon spread will now start to recover more quickly. As a Sentry, uh, Transformer a Sentry to Recon has decreased from 1 second to 0.5. We're going to get into why that's important now. Uh-huh. Aim restrictions have been removed so now he can turn around 360. You might be saying, why the fuck would they give Bash that ability? He's too powerful as it is. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Why uh, weapon's presence decreased by 20%. Weapon reload speed has been decreased from 2.5 to 2 seconds. It doesn't sound like a big deal. It is. Uh,
2: <laughs> okay, uh, it
0: is a big deal. Especially the, uh, the transforming part. All right. Uh, bullet damage decreased by 33%. Boo. Uh, Bastion <laughs> survivability in sentry mode has been rebalanced. And this is the important shit. He now gets 300 additional armor in sentry mode. His frontal barrier has been removed. That shield that he used to have is gone. And mm-hmm. now, his ba- when his back, like his, uh, the Bastion's core has been exposed when deployed in sentry mode, it's located on its back. If you hit the core, like if you get behind Bastion and hit him, it does triple damage. Alright? And self repair also heals 25% per second.
1: I right. think that, I, I just want to say, I think that they killed his class a little bit. Yeah, he's got the 360 ability now where he can, you know, just, you know, wreck you if you get close to him. But that triple damage meter, you could Ooh. easily just go, you could either bait him out. Again, team play comes in hand. You could bait him out or you could go with the junk rat. You could just lob grenades and get lucky while somebody else is going in and doing their thing.
0: Yes, like it makes it much easier because, first of all, he was easy to kill in sentry mode with a junk rat or Pharah anyway. Right. All right. And I don't, like, they didn't say that splash damage doesn't give the 3x damage. Mm-hmm. So we can only assume it does. He was easy enough to kill before with the shield. You just, get, you just pop the grenades behind him, or yep. you shoot the rockets behind him, and it's splash damage. Now, that's just too much, man. It's, but even if you sneak up behind him, and he does swivel his head and turn around, I'm sorry, but like, by, triple damage on Bastion, you start shooting from behind, by the time he turns around, it's too late.
1: Yeah. It won't be yeah. a problem at all. Like I said, I even as McCree, where you know I wasn't, you know, Warwaker or Zenyatta, I still didn't have a problem killing him.
0: Right, now this is what they're saying about this is the um, bu- oh, I
1: was going to call him Bungie again.
0: Blizzard's <laughs> <Yep, laughs> we'll comment regarding <laughs> Bastion. It says while we love the way that Bastion can turn the tide of a battle, the hero felt too powerful against less experienced players and too weak against more experienced players. The goal of these changes is to make Bastion more viable as a, at all skill levels as well as provide more flexibility in how the hero can be played. I mean, I, I agree that like Bastion what, is a powerful hero against less experienced players, but that's the whole point. You play him, you figure out how to beat him, and then you do. We did. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you figure out how to beat him, and like, I think they should, should have actually maybe buffed Bastion a little bit. So he was, you know, he could... I think maybe they should have, you know, decreased his his sentry to recon. Mm-hmm. And by, uh, because, you know when you learn how to play Bastion, you're playing as Farrah, you start kicking his ass, it didn't matter. Like, if, like It took him so long to um, to transform that right. he, it was a death sentence. So I think that should have been reduced so he can at least get up faster and kind of run away as an as It's not mechanic. like his
1: gun was that powerful when he was in recon mode, too. I mean, yeah, yeah if, you, if you're if you able to plink away, but more often than not, most people are going to be able to kill you quicker. Uh, I really feel like his character was a, a kind of, you know, you know, my way—not my way at highway. Like you know, it's either one way or the other. You know, kind of a class. It was just do whatever you could, be as defensive as possible. You know, and hope that you had teammate support. Now it's going to really force him uh, to rely on a healer. I think we just have to see how quickly he can get up and move, and hope that that armor uh, really carries him through.
0: Well, for the first time since playing the game, I had—I was able to escape a situation where I was in sentry mode, and then I started getting pummeled. So I got out of sentry mode, and I made it out alive. So that was helpful, but now Bastion was supposed to be one of those characters where you 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 you're you're on the last point, they're trying to get in, you get into Sentry mode and you defend the point. Now, as like you know, a Widowmaker can just pluck you from a distance because your weapon spread is not going to reach her, mm-hmm. and I understand that he has more armor. But Widowmaker, you know, she just keeps on charge up her shots, and she keeps hitting him. You're gonna get to it. And then on top of that, if you have additional people shooting at him, he has to move. He's now... I think they they really, really weakened him with this, and I fully expect to see a rebalance of this this character. Mm -hmm. I fully expect to see that. Now, that being said, this is the first day of the beta. Maybe we just need to learn how to play him a different way. Right. That's also a key. So... Next week, I'll report back to see if I figured out a way. Like, <laughs> nope, it's hopeless. Can't do it. Sorry. You know?
1: <laughs> but, yeah, I mean. I might not be here at that point. Uh, I might be drowning in all the tears, the salty tears.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so uh, as, of right,
1: <laughs> as of right
0: now, it's, you know, we're, we're, we should hold a player, <laughs> prayer circle for Bastion. <laughs> Bring him back to us, please. Don't worry,
1: Bastion. You can come join our uh, our prayer our prayer circle. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: hoping to, hoping to really see a rebalance on Bastion and uh, we'll we'll see soon, hopefully. Hopefully. Uh and I'm not even like a real Bastion player to be honest with you. Like, like I I do find him like in critical situations I found him very nice to have. Right. But not unbeatable. So uh the next character is D.Va. So now when D.Va's mech is destroyed due to damage, it will despawn immediately a few seconds after Diva is ejected. In Defense Matrix, the size has decreased by approximately 50%, and the shape changes to be more cylindrical than conical. This is. I believe this change. Actually, no, Let me let me read the developer comment because they pretty much cover why they did it, and I agree. So, uh, you know, previously D.Va could become a problem when there are multiple people playing her in a game, especially when they were crowded around a small capture point or a score objective. Between the size of the defense matrix and the fact that her destroyed mech could be used to block line of sight, she was often simply too difficult to kill. They're talking about the Diva that pops out when you kill her mech. Mm-hmm. Uh, these changes have... Are designed to reduce her overall defensive footprint and give players more ways to uh, to counter her, which is very true, and I agree with these changes because before, you know, Diva will pop out and she would have kind of like that mech there as a little defense for her to kind of get away. Where now, I mean, just today, I like when Diva, when D.Va will pop out of her mech. Five times, I think I plucked a headshot as soon as she got out of her mech, because like it just wasn't there for her anymore for her to hide behind. So mm. uh, I I agree with the changes. Diva isn't it's not that she's ineffective. She's definitely effective, but um I I think this was a good balance. Uh, moving on to Hanzo, uh, scatter arrow it now has a fixed spread pattern. Uh, Sonic arrow can now stick and move along with enemies <laughs> that I. <laughs> <laughs> so we I kept read that. Uh, oh, I I, p- I played there was, I was playing against a uh, a Reinhardt mm-hmm. and I kept putting the Sonic Arrow on his back and he knew <laughs> and he he said something to me about it after the game was over. <laughs> hey, but yeah, that that's very very helpful. I hope he had a
1: uh, sense of humor about it. Yeah, he did. He did.
0: <laughs> uh, so yeah, because Sonic Arrow once you know once uh a target moved, or, you know, the game moved to a certain location, that Sonic Arrow is no longer uh, really that useful. Now it is. Keep it with the guy who's defending everybody. Now you can see where everybody is. where you can see what a, a group of them are coming. Uh, and also, Dragon Strike, now Hanzo can turn while using Dragon Strike. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I think Hanzo should be able to... You know, move around like you know, kind of change positions when he's doing the dragon strike. I have no problem with these changes. Mercy. Now, I have not. I played Mercy once, but I didn't see this first change, which is Guardian Angel, which is her flight ability, uh, can now target the souls of dead allies. Huh. Don't know what that means. I gotta be honest with you. I have not seen it. Uh, and her resurrect the ultimate charge cost has been decreased by 25%. Activation time decreased by 1.5 to 1 second. And that. <laughs> it kind of didn't matter because I think I killed the most mercies while they were doing
1: that today than I ever have. Hmm. Yeah, they're just
0: in the middle of it and then bow.
1: Gone. Lights <laughs> out. <laughs> you know? Let me guess what class you were using. It was the most OP class. OP Widowmaker. Widowmaker. Yeah. <laughs> so, Oh, I um, made a key. No. <laughs> now the yeah,
0: the range has been decreased from 40 meters to 15 meters, so you just have to you got to be closer to whoever you're going to resurrect. And no longer locks aim duration during activation. So I guess that means you could turn around mm-hmm. while while it's actually activating so uh the developer comments mercy is a very strong support hero with a very strong ultimate it's no surprise that many teams consider her mandatory we don't want any hero or any her ability to feel like an auto pick our goal with these changes is to tone down resurrect allowing opponents to counter like shooting her through the face uh but still make sure (laughs) it can feel game game changing i get that's what they're trying to do i don't think they did it like just because just the way mercy is as a character and the fact that she still has resurrect, like, sure, she has to be closer
2: mm-hmm.
0: to to her allies. Uh, but I still think this, this this she's a must-have for most game types.
1: So do you think then, with that in mind, that they should buff up uh, that they should buff up the other supports a little bit to be in match with her and make their ultimates a little stronger to compete with it? Like say, buff uh, Zenyatta's shielding capability or his you know healing capability with you know his ultimate. Or Lucio's, or even Symmetra's. I don't think so.
0: Um, well, also, uh, Symmetra's ultimate is, and we're gonna get to her too. So right. uh, I think Am Symmetra's I? ultimate is fine, especially with what they did to it. Right, um, right, right. Lucio, he, the, his ultimate is actually pretty powerful. Like when the uh, when he shields everybody, I think that's fine. That doesn't like it, it. It does a great job, especially when you're pushing, especially when you're pushing. Mm-hmm. You know. When it's like, cause I we 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 rallied a bunch of times today. Like, okay, I got my ultimate, go, and then you buff, buff up, everybody up. and you push in and you like sweep them up. You know, that's what you do. <laughs> um, but so there's that, and even Zingada's ability. I I got a funny story by the way, and I'll tell in a second. But Zingada's ability is pretty powerful too. Like you know, mm-hmm. you heal pretty fast with that. Uh, maybe the healing should be a bit faster, but I don't think it really. Like it's negligible at this point. I think. Uh so I don't think so. I don't think it's the, the I don't think it's the lack or the fact that supports just aren't good enough. Mm-hmm. I think it's just that that's just the way it is because of the type of character she is. Yep. You know. Uh so let's get into uh Thera. Thera. Yes, sorry. So the jetpack will no longer refuel while sliding on unwalkable walkable surface. All this does is fix a exploit that some players found where they could just go be sliding down a surface while well, like you know let's say they they fly up then they hit the roof of building and they're sliding down because that was a slight curve her you know her jetpack used to recharge blizzard didn't do anything at first man like no no we definitely need to do something here so they did um <laughs> reinhardt's earth shatter uh that's the only thing that changed with Farrah. His Earth Shatter has been... The damage has been decreased by 50%. The cone width has been decreased by 40%. And he can now turn while using Earth Shatter. And it renders... When you do Earth Shatter, it renders Reinhardt immune to Z- uh, Zyar, <coughs> sorry, Zarya's Graviton Surge. And hmm. I didn't really know. I guess it, 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 they had to do that because... If Reinhardt... Like, I guess Reinhardt got pulled into the air while the graviton surge is going on, and if he did Earth Shatter, it would just do it in midair. So they did that so that he comes back down to the ground, and he uh... And it actually does what it's supposed to do. It was more of a fix. Now, uh... Actually, I'll just read the developer comments, because it, it pretty much... It, it was... They are going to say what I was going to say anyway, but... Uh, Ideally, players should be using Earth Shatter as a setup move for their team. However, this ability was doing so much damage that Reinhardt could use it as a setup and finishing move, eliminating multiple heroes without much assistance. These changes are intended to bring Earth Shatter more in line with other heroes' ultimates while still allowing Reinhardt to be a big playmaker he has been. And, I mean, how many times have we see Reinhardt get played in the game because he does Earth Shatter, swing his hammer a few times, and kill three, four people? (laughs) You know? I mean that's the thing. He really he really has um that, be, that's that, that I, I agree with his change. Now I'm not a Reinhardt player. This may change the way
1: people play Reinhardt, you know.
0: So yeah, I mean it's yeah, it's I think it's I think it's a good idea.
1: But All go right. ahead. So uh, next we're gonna look at is the Roadhog here, and what we have is the chain hook, which is the stun duration after being hooked has been slightly decreased. With that, in the developer comments, it says it's always been intended that after successfully hooking a target, Roadhog would have a chance to act before his target recovered. However, there were some situations in which this hasn't wasn't been happening, particularly at higher latencies. We've slightly increased the stun duration following the chain hook to compensate. And I would know that many times I ended up, you know, getting while I was playing McCree or something like that. I didn't been up getting you know ch- uh, chain hook. I'd immediately be able to break it and roll out of the way and avoid at least half the damage or most of it. Not all the time, but sometimes it did go and happen. Now I know, Jai, you were telling me that you were actually the victim of this a little bit today.
0: Oh, oh, yeah, with the with the chain hook. Yeah. Well, yeah. First of all, I uh, <laughs> this actually goes with the story that I meant to tell you, but then I forgot to tell you. <laughs> I told just now. Right. So, Roadhog, I got to play the game, right? Hmm. I gotta, I got to play the game as Zenyatta. And the player game was essentially Roadhawk hooking me. <laughs> and he, like, you know, he didn't get a chance to do his follow-up move. And I popped my special. And he died. <laughs> and I got playing the game. <laughs> I mean, before, like, because the thing is, like, before he hooked me, I put a couple of hits into him. And, I, like, then he hooked me. And then, I, like, as soon as I could, I hit Q. And that was that. I was. He was trying to hit me. He couldn't. Somebody sniped him from the side because his health was low. <laughs> play of the game, and I think we're gonna talk about that next week. They they need to change the play of the game system. But yeah, Roadhog. Uh, I definitely, I could see that being an issue because I mean, when you get hooked, especially when you're when you're soft like Zenyatta, right? That should be a kill right there. Oh yeah, nearly yeah. That that should, that should be a kill right there. And that, there were many times where that just didn't happen. And, you know, it's got to be frustrating as a Rohawk player. Now, they're saying they do this because of latency. I understand why they're doing it, but I think they should really focus on getting the latency fixed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, To be perfectly
1: honest. You mean they shouldn't just leave it like Battlefield did, where it just, you know, nope, fuck it. We don't care. Yeah. Making changes,
0: (laughs) you know, making changes to characters simply because, you know, you're just kind of like, eh. (laughs) You know, well, we're not going (laughs) to fix the latency, so. Uh, But yeah,
1: (laughs) go on. (laughs) So the next guy we got here is Soldier 76. The heavy pulse rifle has a new reticle added, which seems like it might be pretty cool. Long-range damage fall-off has been added. Spread recovery now begins instantly instead of after a delay. And the spread now has a curve, which makes it more accurate at the start, but then quickly becomes less accurate. Developer comments uh, go along the lines of, These changes are aimed at making Soldier 76's weapon feel better when firing, as well as providing a more experienced, you know, providing more experienced players the opportunity to gain accuracy at longer ranges via burst firing, to ensure that Soldier 76 doesn't become too powerful as a sniper. However, we also added some long-range damage fall-off to compensate. And I likened this earlier when I was talking about it uh, with ja there uh, about cone uh, fire, which is what Battlefield had, uh, you know, back in like what Battlefield 2, 2142, Battlefield Vietnam, you know, uh, even Bad Company games and stuff like that. I mean, I remember back in uh, playing Battlefield 2, we were on Sharky Peninsula, a buddy of mine. I just sat there as a medic while he was a, a support. He went toe-to-toe with another support, literally like three feet from each other, firing full auto on their machine guns. And they emptied the entire magazines and could not they, they couldn't kill each other because they didn't aim and they didn't take Burst Fires, and I like that they're adding this into Soldier 76 here. I think it's going to add another layer of skill, even like they said, you know, to add more experienced players, you know, the ability at longer ranges to get those kills. I, I think it's a good way to go, and uh, I'm more than excited now to play this character once, you know, the open beta picks up. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: well, yeah, I, I... I Soldier 76 is... He's one of the, the characters I play the most and when i took a look at them it definitely is it's it's about one second of accurate of accurate fire after one second you'll see the spread start to go out so if you can burst fire for you know one second and then go i i I think that'll work out
1: and i think for those moments where people are up in your face and you have your ultimate you're still going to be able to go and wreck people and just you know, and, and get those kills that you need to in that up close situation. I'm wondering how much the spread is is going out, though. Uh, you know, to see what you can do at uh, close range.
0: At mid range, I think it's still pretty uh, packed in. It's still pretty packed it's in, pretty but tight. long range, the spread that goes out is not even worth it. Like if you're shooting long range, you want to burst fire. Right. Period. Period. That's it. No spray patterns.
1: No silly <laughs> dances.
0: Just <laughs> just burst fire. Okay.
1: It's pretty nice. (laughs) All right, so the next person we got up here is Symmetra. Symmetra's turrets will no longer generate ultimate charge when dealing damage to barriers, which is important because I believe uh, Jaw said he was going to talk about that. And also, the biggest thing that's come to the changes with her is her teleporter. The ultimate cost was reduced by 40%, and she no longer gains an ultimate charge while the teleporter is active. These changes have two primary goals. First, we want it to be easier for Symmetra to get her first teleporter up. Second, we want to eliminate those frustrating uh, situations where Symmetra is able to immediately deploy another teleporter as soon as it's found and destroyed by the enemy. Which, honestly, when I was playing in the beta, I didn't run into this that much. I honestly saw it as an underused uh, class. It was really nice when it was there, but more often than not, the enemy would find it right away and just completely wreck it.
0: Well, no, I... Oh, That's the the difference between people who are just trying out Symmetra Mm -hmm. and people who are actually good at Symmetra you'll put they'll generally place the place the 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 teleporter someplace
1: where it's not easily found right which I could think on a couple of the maps that I did play I could think of a couple of really good places to put them unfortunately I never really saw them in those places (laughs) yeah yeah that's it's uh, a good symmetric
0: player can, can keep a Teleporter up for quite some time and it was a pain in the ass, you just destroy a Teleporter and then you just hear, they got a Teleporter up <laughs> you know, the next thing you hear, it's, a, it's a pain in the ass, and I, I think it's a good change and it definitely is a lot, you do get the first Teleporter up a lot faster, you know it used to feel like it took forever to get a teleporter up, especially on Hayamora, or Hay- however you say that Hanamora. map. Hayamora. <laughs> and now, it's actually useful. Like Now, I don't mind going Symmetra and playing Symmetra because I know I can be useful to the team, not just by setting up turrets, but by also getting a teleporter up quickly and then getting everybody back out there. You know, getting them back in the game. Get me back in the fight. You know, I, I, I think it's, Yeah, I think it's it's good, so.
1: Good call. Blizzard. All right, so the next one, which seems to be the largest one, is uh, Torbjorn. Did we decide on that? Was that Torbjorn or was it Torbjorn? It's Torbjorn. Torbjorn. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna go with Torbjorn. Torbjorn's <laughs> turrets will no longer generate. Will no longer generate ultimate charge when dealing damage to barriers. Uh, and then we come to the next section. Scrap. The maximum scrap has increased from 100 to 200. The amount of scrap per pickup decreased from 30 to 20. Indicators have been added to help the players locate scrap more easily, which I think will be pretty nice. Uh, the primary fire on his rivet gun has been increased by 20%. The fire rate has been decreased, however, by 20%. His alternate fire damage has been increased by 50%, and the fire rate on that has been decreased to 33%. Also, the damage fall off at uh, minimum range has uh, minimum range, excuse me, has been increased. It now shoots projectiles that need to be aimed as well. Now we come to the turret section. This is where a lot of changes went through. So the building of the turret, uh, upgrading the turret no longer costs scrap and occurs more quickly. Level 1 damage increase was by 50% and the health was decreased from 250 to 150. Level 2 went up by 15% in damage. Health was decreased from 425 to 300. And now it can no longer be upgraded to level 3 with a forge hammer, which we'll get to why that's happening in a moment. Level 3, the bullet damage has been increased by 15% the bullet fire rate has been increased by 25% the rocket launcher damage has been decreased by 50% but now fires in bursts of 4 uh, the fire rate was decreased by 33% the explosion radius was also decreased by 40% it no longer causes knockbacks and lost uh, uh, looks like the health was actually increased in this from 600 to 800 and there's a right. reason why it went and did all of this so Right before we get to that, we'll talk about the armor packs, which the cooldown and armor packs have been removed. Uh, the armor granted uh, went up 25 points from 50 to 75, and they're no longer visible to enemies. So after we get to that, we, we get to where uh, the level 3 uh, turret correlates with uh, his ultimate, Molten Core. So Molten Core no longer fills the scrap meter, and it no longer makes abilities cause zero scrap. However, it can now be used, uh, it can now be activated while moving, and it automatically upgrades your level 2 turrets. It says turrets here, plural. So I'm wondering now if you can put a couple of turrets down.
0: Uh, Uh, Not from what I can see. I'm actually, I'm in the training mode right now, and when I deployed a second turret, it just, no, it doesn't work that way.
1: Okay. So it says now automatically upgrades level 2 turrets to level 3 turrets while Molten Core is running after however after you drop out of molten core the turrets will revert back to their level two so this has turned your you know your turret into basically you know a super powered cooldown instead of something that you gotta you know keep up and uses you know very defensively so developer comments on this. this is similar to bastion torbjorn was a hero that often felt too powerful against less experienced players but underwhelming against more experienced players in particular we found that less experienced players had a difficult time figuring out how to deal with torbjorn's level three turret on the flip side, more uh more experienced players could easily prevent Torbjorn from setting up that level three turret with a well-placed shot to the frickin' head. Or uh, you know, and you know, once it was, you know, he was established, you know, it it, it was really hard because it would make him feel very helpless. To help solve these issues were making his rivet gun stronger, improving the damage output of his level one and two turrets by reducing their help, and linking his level three turret to his ultimate molten Core, thus limiting its duration. Now, when I was playing the beta with this. I never really ran into this issue with Torbjorn. I would run up against, you know, a couple of level three turrets. Uh, and as Widowmaker, pretty easy to go and destroy. Or as McCree, I would end up, you know, just generally getting back behind it. Or I'd, you know, I'd be that other player where I'd let everybody else, you know, go ahead of me and then I would go and take it out from there. Uh what kind of experience have you had with this, uh, you know, since the changes were made, if if any at all, Joe?
0: Ja? Uh well, I have not played Torbjorn yet. Actually my first time dealing with him is actually in the training mode. Right now, um, and uh, Torbjorn, he really feels like a non-factor now. Like uh, I mean, like you know, they say he was a non-factor before for experienced players. Uh, he's, he's a huge non-factor today. I mean, it could just been that's the thing. It could be that it, I was just playing against shitty Torbjorn players. You know that that that, <laughs> that could have been why I felt like he was a non-factor. But you know being able to get those level 3 turrets up because it wasn't the easiest thing to do because you would have to put up the turret, go get scrap and then build up the turret. That's what you would have to do. Now that you don't have to do that. The biggest thing
1: that turned me off from that was having to go out and get that because I felt like the damage from the rivet gun I just I I it didn't fit my playstyle and I couldn't really find uh, much use for it personally. So it's like I remember we were talking last time we uh, the last podcast we did we're talking about like a character that you could just ignore if they came up and there wasn't really one. I need to change that too. I think Torbjorn is probably one of the people I would ignore if I actually came down to it. You know, <laughs> if there's other targets out there, I'd go for, well, I don't know, maybe I'd go for him first because I know he wouldn't really be able to do too much to me. But yeah, I never really had a problem with Torbjorn.
0: Well, yeah, Torbjorn now again, like, you know, whenever I saw him, first of all, he was really easy to pluck off. Um, because he does like you know that level three turret get- with the shields on the side, mm-hmm. he can kind of hide behind that. The other turret he has, I mean, even though he is a dwarf and he is kind of short, it doesn't give him the type of coverage that the uh, that the level three turret does. And I said, I really didn't see the need for them to change, you know, not making the level three turret available because it was it was a task to get that up. You know, and then if you if you if it got destroyed during the game, I mean that's now all that work is for nothing. It's kinda like the, the engineer in, in Team Fortress. I know mm-hmm. that they don't exactly want it to be Team Fortress, obviously, but still it's it's a very similar class and right. it's balanced. Like if you allow a Torbjorn to get that much scrap and then build that turret, you know, now you that's what you gotta worry about. Yeah, you should always be worried about, you know, uh Torbjorn If you see him, he should be one of the characters you want to kill pretty quickly because you want to kill him, and then you want to find out whatever he built, if he built something, and then
1: take it out. You want to keep the man down.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You don't want to allow him to set up in certain places. But, um, yeah, now that the the, the level 3 turret is part of the super, I mean... Uh, I guess that's okay.
1: I, mean, I think if they, I think if when you hit your Molten Core, it automatically built up a oh, turret for you. Oh, it does. That's no, exactly like, what happens when well, no, you. No, use... I think like if you didn't even have a turret built, if you could automatically go and just pop that right up there, I think it might put him in more of a situational like moment where it will be clutch.
0: Well, what, what, what used to happen, well, the way I used to use Molten Core when I played as Torbjorn is that if I was in a, you know, if I was in a situation where I either had a level one or a level two turret, I would still pop molten course so that I can, you know, pretty much almost instantaneously have a level three turret. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I keep the level three turret after the fact. Right. I thought the reward was balanced. I honestly did. I honestly thought the reward was balanced. And I mean, I'm sorry, but Torbjorn—he's a stationary character it's one of those characters that once you learn how to play him, you've, you've learned how to play him, and you've learned what to do. You're. I don't think they can do anything to his character to make him more difficult for experienced players, besides making him overpowered.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I think that that's the thing about Torbjorn, that like in order to make him more difficult for experienced players, you got to unbalance him as a character, you got to unbalance the game, and they don't want to do that. All I think this did was kind of weaken him, even though now you can get a level two turret in like no time because you don't need scrap. You just throw the level one turret out there, you stand behind it for a couple seconds. Actually, I can tell you exactly how long it takes. So, level two on turrets up one, two, three, four, five. Level two turret that's what I got. That's how long it takes to get a level two turret up. From oh, that's scratch. not too bad. Yeah, so now you like, you know, it, I think this is going to make it a bit more difficult. For, inexperi- for inexperienced players because of how fast he can get a level 2 turret up. Even though I guess you had enough scrap to get a level 2 turret up before anyway. Now, I was wondering what the scrap actually does now. And one thing, it turns something more into a support player or a utility player because the level, like what the scrap does now, you can toss out more than one shield. So that's what your scrap is used for. A, scrap costs, uh, well, a shield costs 50 scrap now. So, like right now, I'm looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven <laughs> shield packs mm-hmm. that I, I produced, or armor packs, sorry, that I produced. And so you can really help out your teammates by giving everybody armor. I haven't, I, this is my first time saying it. Now I know what I'm going to do with this guy. Like, I'm, he's now viable on offense, he's That's viable on saying. offense now. Good job, Blizzard, on that. <laughs> <laughs> on uh, they made him a viable offensive character, but I think on defense, um, they've weakened him a little bit for experienced players. They've actually weakened him, and for inexperienced players, they've made him harder. So they did something good with him. I'm not upset or think he's useless now. Uh, I'm not. I don't think he needs a rebalance like uh, <laughs> our friend Bastion. There, rest in peace. <laughs> But I do think he, uh, you know, like, I don't, like, with what they're saying they wanted and what they got, I don't I don't think they actually, I don't think they got what they're looking for. I, uh, I know I'm going to use them. I know exactly what I'm using for, for now, <laughs> to be honest. So, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Let me get out of this practice mode. But, um, hmm. That that was interesting. I did not expect that because that's what I was wondering. Like, well, what do you do with the scrap now? Do you even collect it? And you do, and now you have armor pack for your friends. He feels like more of us. he's on offense. He's a
1: support hero. There you go. That's kind of cool.
0: Yeah. So there we go. Still, I mean, he's not unbalanced, but I, like with what their goal that they were trying to do, I don't think they actually. Did, I don't think they hit the mark on that. To be honest, so but I guess the future, the future will tell. But yeah, I mean, that's it for the, the character rebalances. Um, there's some user interface stuff that we already talked about. The scoreboard has been changed. The kill... Uh, you can skip the kill cams and things like that. So that's pretty much it. They, they had some bug fixes, but it was like, you know, uh, c- having a controller connected prevents menu navigation, uh, made improvements uh, to how the game handles window cre- uh, widow creation and transitions... Oh. I think they meant to say window. They said window creation transition between full screen and windowed modes. Uh, that doesn't seem fixed to me because when I had it at full screen and I would alt tab, try to come back in the game, it would just stay black. But I guess. Uh, performance improvements have been made for all map player. Collision improvements have been made across all maps. And interrupting Hanzo's bow draw should no longer prevent the bow from being redrawn. Uh, junk wrap's rip tires should no longer fall through slope surfaces, <laughs> and uh, Reinhardt's fire strike damage can no longer be calculated as headshot against enemies. Players. Oh, okay, that's nice.
1: Um, I don't really think they made an error when they said made improvements to how the game handles widow creation. They're just trying to tailor the game to the Widowmaker a lot more. So. Oh, obviously, because it's OP. There's OP. <laughs> yes, um, we will so not I, let that die. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So that's that's. That's it for the patch notes. Uh, sorry for such a long show. We want to try to keep these shows actually about an hour or under an hour. Um, but usually at about an hour. But, you know, beta's back. Lots of changes, lots to discuss. So this one's going to go over shows in the future, which pro- will probably be keeping them at about an hour. We always said that on the MASHcast, but, you know, we have a lot to say. As usually, sometimes that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, so, um,. Hopefully bond you find yourself on the beta. I'll enjoy it in the meantime. <laughs> for everybody who's listening who's not in the beta, I'm so sorry that you can't and you know, you can't get in on this opportunity so far, but have faith it, it'll come eventually, <laughs>
1: I think. Hopefully. The prayer circle is meeting up tomorrow night anyway, so uh yeah. we'll have and some support.
0: Right after that, you got the support group, so <laughs> you, can t- you can tell you can tell your you know, what am I what are you doing with your life? I'll be
1: fresh in my email every day, you know, all day on my phone. Wait for that email wait for that yeah
0: email. <laughs> now I'll, i will uh tell you guys this if you're waiting for a beta invite right the email sometimes comes out very slowly sometimes a day or two after you actually get added the, the the email does not have a key all right the email just tells you that you've been added you'll either see overwatch on your account already which you probably already see a tab for it now but if you go into your account settings on the battle.net website it ha- it'll say overwatch beta on it if you're in the beta, okay, so keep that in mind and you know keep stay vigilant, you know guys, and <laughs> one day, one day you'll be like me <laughs> uh, yeah i'm I'm sorry, I'm not gonna be a dick, so um, I'm trying not to be. Yes, too late. Sorry. Uh, but thank you for <laughs> listening. Thanks for listening to our first episode. We are going to have another episode next week, but after that, we are going to be bi weekly. This is going to be a bi weekly show, but uh, with the way our schedule worked with the other podcasts, we ju- we are- were going to have to do an episode this week and next week. And after that, we are a bi weekly podcast. And, um, you know, any feedback you guys want to give, we would appreciate it just uh just let us know we uh, you can reach us in several ways which i guess i'll get into that in a second um but (laughs) um like i said thanks for listening we have other podcasts you can listen to uh we have wow talk which is our dedicated world of warcraft podcast that is every other tuesday so starting next week there's actually a wild talk this week but starting next tuesday we will be alternating with wild talk uh, Tuesday is apparently Blizzard Day here at Those Buttons. Uh, we have In Orbit, which is our podcast dedicated to Destiny. Uh, so you can catch that every other Monday. We have Double Tap, which is our podcast dedicated to fighting games and the fighting game community. And you can catch that uh, the first week of every month. Uh, we All our podcasts are on iTunes. They're on Overcast for iOS. We're on Stitcher Smart Radio for android and ios we're on player.fm we're on Pocket Cast, we're on soundcloud we are have our own rss feed or we have an individual rss feed in case you want to grab that for your own rss reader you can catch us on twitter which is twitter.com slash mtbsite we're on facebook.com slash smash those buttons we are on, on youtube.com slash smash those buttons uh you can catch me on twitter at underscore jaw underscore so it's underscore j a a underscore on twitter bond does not use the twitters i do not so uh <laughs> he just that's because he doesn't like you so <laughs> uh yeah you yeah you, you won't find him but you can talk to me uh like i said feel free to contact us and you know give us your thoughts and especially if you if you agree or disagree with the things that we said in the podcast, you know, comment on the page, or comment on SoundCloud, or comment on Facebook, or shoot up a socials Twitter message. Just let us know what you're thinking. Uh, we enjoy the feedback. Absolutely. And if you if you like the podcast so much that you actually want to help us, you can you can help us in a non-monetary way. You can help us simply by sharing the podcast. Honestly, if you share it with people who you think will enjoy it, that'd be great. Or if you want to, you can rate it on iTunes. That would also be helpful. Thank you guys very much. And we will catch you guys next week for another episode of Watchpoint Radio.
1: Take it easy. Later.